Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry with the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and I can't believe we are saying those words for the first time in 2024. This podcast is going to turn five years old this year. Is that not so crazy? And of course, I feel like I must then, you know, start this off by just giving you the biggest thank you in the world. I was on Hawker Walk this morning, you know, standards, and I was thinking about, you know, the podcast, I think because I was listening to Jay Shetty on purpose. Shout out. Obviously, he's a major podcaster. Um, And, you know, he was talking about like being grateful for all of his listeners and all these things. And like, you know, he's got like the number one podcast in the world or something like that. And, you know, obviously I am far from it, but I almost feel like it kind of means like more that people like, you know, I haven't been able to put advertising behind it. You know, I've taken a big social media break and step back in the last couple months. And so people who are listening are listening because they love the podcast. And a lot of you found the podcast from someone else who loves the podcast. And, you know, I'm just so grateful. There's a lot of times where, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, it's not successful. It's not successful. I shouldn't do it. And, you know, that was never the goal. You know, the goal was, I mean, obviously, let's like relax. Like, you know, I'd love for it to take off and be as popular as Jay Shetty. But the goal really was to help people, to enhance people's days, to make it them feel better, you know, to make myself feel better in the, in the turn to do something that I love and that I hope will, you know, help and inspire other people. So the fact that you all are here, I think is just really cool. And like, what a journey. I think, you know, a Taylor Swift being like the queen of the year is so perfect because, you know, her eras really represent something so special. And I think we think about it like, oh, Taylor Swift has eras. And it's like, we all do though. You know, this podcast itself in four years has changed so much. You know, in the beginning of it, I was living with my parents and I had a boyfriend and, you know, we were navigating living together, moving in together, all these things. And then I went through, you know, the biggest breakup of my life. You know, Jimmy and I had been together for five years and, uh, you know, we lived together and it was the first time in a long time I had felt that I had made this decision for myself. And it sparked this whole journey of like self-love and self-care. And I had realized that I had been neglecting myself for so long and I had just been living in this very sad place. And, you know, I decided to make a change. And, you know, along with the podcast came that talking about more mental health stuff and, you know, bringing in Ask Ashley and um, changing the name a bunch of times. And then, you know, came dating, came you know, dating for the first time in five years. And, you know, the apps didn't exist when I, you know, was single the first time and, you know, kind of getting to navigate that. And we went through this really fun time of of dating and dating stories. And then obviously, you know, dating Scotland and making the big move to live by myself, um, you know, and and moving out of my parents and, and all that. And then obviously going through another breakup and then we were back in dating again. And then this whole year has really got to be the development of arguably the best relationship I've ever had. And I feel so grateful. It's so fun to listen back to the way, like, I think the way I talked about the otter after our first date is still the way I talk about him today. I just knew in my heart that like it was going to work out, but I didn't want to be too like committed, you know, because I was like, hey, don't be crazy. But I remember, you know, something that Andrew said that I feel like I really wanted to share because I think it was one of my biggest dating lessons of 2023 was I remember right before I met, well, technically this would have been 22, but I feel like I really like, honed into it. I just remember when I, before I had met the otter, I was talking to Andrew because I was like getting back into dating. And I remember saying to him, I'm just so scared I'm going to make the wrong decision again. And I think that we feel that way so much when we're dating. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get my heart broken again. I'm like, what if I let somebody in and it's completely wrong and all this stuff. And I remember him saying to me that, you know, 
you're not going to attract the same person because you're not the same person. You're not going to make the same mistakes because you've grown from your old mistakes. And, you know, it, he, it wasn't to say that I was automatically going to find the right person next, right? Like, obviously, it was going to take some time, but I wouldn't be attracting the same people. And, you know, we had a chuckle and he's like, I, I don't think that you would have dated either of those guys now. Like, you know, maybe I would have dated Scotland, but I probably would have seen that it wasn't going to work out, you know, and maybe it would have been a little quicker of a healing process and things like that. And, you know, not too long after that, I met the otter and he was right. Like everything that I thought that I wasn't worthy of in a partner, I have found in the otter. Everything that I love about my friends' relationships, like I've had just the pure luck of being surrounded by these incredible relationships, you know, like not only my parents, but like my friends. And that's to say that like I've seen them fight. I think that's the best. Well, not my parents. I'll leave them out of that. But I mean, you know, when it comes to my friends, it's like I've watched them argue, but I've also watched them choose each other over and over again. And in the many wedding speeches that I have given, that is one of the core things that I talk about is that you choose your relationship over and over again. You choose that person. You choose to work it out with that person all the time. And then if it really isn't going to work out, like I've discovered, you choose to let that person go. And it's a choice. And what's so interesting was I was really wrapped up for the majority of the year, like in this in the majority of last year, you know, beginning of this year, like of the choosing of the partner. And, you know, I was like, well, that same choice I'm making for a partner is the same choice that I need to make for myself. Like I need to choose to work on happiness. I need to choose to, you know, give myself that love because it's a choice and it's not easy. It's not easy, but it's a choice. And, you know, I think that this year's had its ups and downs and I'll definitely talk about that in like the, the five things that I think I learned the most this year. Um, and it, it's like I was listening to Jay Shetty this morning and he brought this thing up. Basically, I'm going to butcher it. But I knew I wanted to talk about choices today. And he was like, you know, we pressurize ourselves a little too much. Like we have to have a morning routine. But if we miss one part of the routine, then we're like, oh, my God, we've messed it up. And I was like, oh, my God, he sees me. He sees me. He hears me. And, you know, I think that's the thing about the cho choosing happiness was I felt like, OK, I know this is a choice. And the days that it's too hard to choose that. I failed. I failed. But it's like, I don't think that's the truth. I don't think that's the truth anymore. Like, I just didn't have the energy for it. But I knew subconsciously about it. And that day I chose to let my body feel what it needed to feel. I chose to let the feelings feel. And I can't remember where I read this. I think it's in, um, I think her name's Glenn Doyle. Shoot, I might have messed that up. But I've been reading her book and she said that feelings are meant to be felt. That's why they're called feelings. So while we're in this in this mindset to try to choose to be happy and choose to be better, it doesn't mean that we're not going to be sad. And letting ourselves feel feelings doesn't mean we're not choosing happiness, which it just doesn't make sense, right? Like when you say it out loud, it's just like it sounds really weird, but it's just the truth. And I don't know why, like none of this was truly on my, I'm like looking at my list right now. I'm like, you went on a fucking tangent as all hell. Like I know I want to talk about choices, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I just turned on the mic and I had, I had something to say, you know? Um, and it's just been such a roller coaster of a year. And, you know, I am just, I guess it started with me just telling you how grateful I was that you chose to listen to this podcast and that each era, you know, I've had to evolve the podcast, you know, obviously now I'm going into a new year where I have a partner that, I am really proud of and am excited to like kind of grow a life, you know, hopefully with him. And, you know, uh, it won't be as much about dating, you know, <laughs> like uh, obviously that that era was very fun. But, you know, there's all these other things I'm excited to talk about, you know, like talking a little bit more about sports has been really fun, but talking about, you know, what's going on in the world and not, not necessarily like news, but you know, like we love talking about celebrity gossip, but in a nice way, like in an evolved way of like Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift kind of stuff, you know, and also just talking about, you know, 
friendships and growing and and things like that. And I think the podcast has really evolved to that space where it's still obviously funny, like, please, it's always going to be hilarious. But, you know, there are more life things that I get to talk about. And for those of you who've like stuck with me through the whole thing, I'm just really, really, I was going to say jealous. I'm really grateful for you. And, you know, those of you who are just joining, like, thanks for choosing to listen to this podcast. I think it's really cool. And, you know, I took a little break and I'm back. And obviously I wanted like a New Year's episode to come out on New Year's Day. But your girl's just been tired as all hell, honestly. Like, I think the last three months of the year have been some of the hardest that I've gone through. And it's, it's, I mean, it's hard to say that because every year is hard, but you know, um, which, you know what, let me just get into these five things. I feel like I'm, I'm like going to touch on them right now. And I think we should just get into it. So I like, you know, in this, in the yearly wrap to kind of talk about the things I learned. I know I've done this, done this a lot with like my 30th birthday or my 31st birthday, <laughs> whoops, um, and things like that. So I just kind of wanted to just do these because they, they really sit at the top of my mind. Uh, and the first one is I think the biggest lesson that I've learned this year. And it was kind of one of those things that I always knew, but I felt like it was so, you know, apparent this year. And not only for me, like I heard a lot of my friends kind of going through similar things where you can have the best year and the worst year at the same time. You can experience just happiness and sadness at the same time. And I know you're like, bitch, this is the fucking plot to you know, inside out. And I'm like, I hear you. I hear you. But this year, there were so many good things happening. There were so many good things happening. I mean, obviously, like, hello, the otter, there was all these amazing things I had, you know, things for myself, I had chosen to work so hard on myself and things were going good. And I know I said it here on the podcast, I was like, there was a good chunk of time where my resting state was happy. And then in the last three months, you know, I think everything that that was hard this year just kind of hit me like astronomically, you know, everything that was, you know, difficult about losing my job twice, you know, about having to say no to big events that I wanted to go to, um, you know, recognizing that not all of my friends live in a, a close proximity anymore, you know, that like getting a drink on a Tuesday night, you know, like, it's a little bit more difficult, you know? Um, also my relationship with social media, my relationship with drinking, like things like this are all, you know, big things that I've been working on. And I felt like it all really hit in the last months here. But when I reflected on the year, I was like, but wait, this was a good year. And I had moments where I would, you know, if something bad would happen, I'd lose my job. <laughs> and then I would get into this new routine and I'd feel good. And then I would get a new job. And then I was like, okay, I got to change the routine. It would take me a little bit. I'd be sad. I'd be like, okay, I got to make my routine. I get sad. I lost my job again. And then I was like, okay, I'm back in. I'm okay. I have time off. I got to get back into my routine. And then I got a new job. And it's just been such a roller coaster. But in between that has been weddings. You know, one of the greatest parts about this year is that I've gained so many like new titles, but also, but like old titles that I love the most. You know, I was a maid of honor this year. Um, I be, I was an aunt. I became an auntie again this year. Um, I, you know, I, I, I got asked to be an officiant and a bridesmaid together for two of my best friends. I became, I, I started out this year as a coordinator, marketing coordinator. I moved to basically being a marketing specialist and now I'm a marketing director. Like my titles have just changed so much. And then titles that I have, have gotten better. And like, I became a girlfriend this year. Goals. Hello. I, you know, I, I have my own apartment. I have my own car. I have my own life, you know, and, and I'm setting boundaries and I'm, you know, doing all these things. And it's been this great year, but I've also been really sad. <laughs> and I think that's normal and that's okay. And that's what I mean about the choice. It's like, you know, I'm choosing to try really hard to be happy. I'm choosing to to do therapy, I'm, that, which is what works for me. You know, I'm choosing to do therapy. I'm choosing to do the things that I talk about in therapy, you know, and I'm choosing to let people in. I'm choosing to, you know, try to build on this relationship. I'm choosing to be vulnerable. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to be a sad bitch sometimes. Like, and that's okay. And that's normal. That's literally life. Isn't that crazy? 
We put so much emphasis on how hard it is. It's like, it's just life. Okay. Number two is that, um, this is sappy as all hell. And I'm going to, I'm going to be quick about it because I'm, you know, it's a little vulnerable, but it's like the love you dreamed about is real, which I mentioned, you know, I'm not going to like, listen, we haven't dropped the L word, so I'm not trying to drop it here on the podcast. But what I mean, I guess, is that, like I said earlier, that I, you know, I, I'm in the relationship that I've always dreamed of right now. doesn't mean it's not hard and doesn't come without its challenges, like all of them do, but, um, it's, it's what I dreamed of. I'm getting treated the way that, like, I always wanted to be treated. I'm, you know, I'm with somebody who makes me laugh and, you know, but also like can be serious with me. Someone who cares if I'm going in the hospital, like somebody who, you know, just truly wants to be my partner. And that's incredible. That's like what you're looking for. Like, okay, here we go. And I found it on Bumble, which as we have discussed when I had Danielle on the podcast, you know what? It just feels when you, when you succeed on an online dating app, I feel like that's something to celebrate, you know? Uh, my, my third is just to embrace the mess. That's something I've learned. It's like, you know, life is just messy. It's messy. And I, and I love this because my friend Mo got me a mug that said like, embrace the mess. And I was like, this is the lesson. This is the year lesson. Like I lost my job twice, you know, like, um, the economy was shit, you know, like (laughs) my rent's going up and it's messy you know, and not everything's going to be perfect. Not everything's going to work out the way I wanted it to. And sometimes it's just going to be a hot mess express and that's okay. Let's embrace it. Let's roll with it. Um, number four is making choices for yourself is a good thing. That has been so hard for me. I'm a people pleaser, you know, um, I, I have, you know, like struggle with people's opinions of me, like, and it's not something I'm like, oh my God, she's healed. Oh my God. <laughs> no, it's something that I chose again to work on. And this year I've made some choices where, you know, I'm like, okay, this is the right thing for me, even though it hurts, even though it sucks, this is the right thing that I need to do right now. And like, that's okay. And there's power in that, you know, there's power in that. What I will say is I think I went a little bit too, there's a balance there that I was missing. I think this year is focusing so much on like, making choices for me and stuff that I ended up just kind of isolating because I got, I like gave myself social anxiety, like so bad where I was like, okay, like, I don't know if I'm not feeling good enough to do it, then I shouldn't do it. And there's a balance there. And that's going to be the 24 goal. That's what I'm, that's what I'm taking to 24 to figure out, you know, um, which (laughs) I keep jumping ahead. It's, it's the next thing to talk about, but it's okay. Um, okay. So number five is something I added late last night. And I've been doing a lot of reflecting on the year, which, you know, she loves. She's such a reflector. I'm so annoying. This whole podcast is like such a reflection. It's like, bitch, make a joke. But um, <laughs> I obviously lost my job twice this year. The first time, um, you know, I could not be more grateful that I got laid off because I recognized that I was becoming the person that I didn't like at the company. I had all these qualities and I was so blinded by, you know, feeling like I deserved what I deserve. And I did. Don't get me wrong. But I recognized that the qualities of some of the people I had worked with that I didn't like, I was exuding. And it took me a while to realize that. I look back on it and I was like, ooh, I was I was shutting down ideas. You know, I was coming into work really grumpy and letting that kind of affect everybody else. I wasn't meeting anybody with compassion. You know, I got a new boss and I don't think I treated her the way that I, I maybe should have, you know, and, and there, and in my defense, obviously the, the situation was, was really difficult, you know, but I don't know if I was as welcoming as I would have wanted to be. I don't know if, you know, I placed blame on her for something that was the system that I was being a part of, you know, I didn't show up to work the way I wanted to. And I was becoming this person that I didn't like. And that's when I needed to make a change. And I think at that time, I don't think I could have. I think I was so in it that until I got laid off and someone was like, you know, (laughs) you're done. And I'm grateful that I didn't get fired. You know what I mean? I mean, I was still doing good work. Okay, let's relax on her getting fired. But, you know, I, I was I was becoming the person I didn't like. And that's when you need to take a step back. And that's the self-assurance I have now because that happened. 
but it's like it's crazy you know i i don't like to say i love obviously the quote everything happens for a riesling but i don't like to push it too far because obviously when it comes to like death and stuff i don't know like i don't know i don't know if i can i don't feel confident saying like everything happens for a riesling when it comes to that stuff when it comes to me losing my job i was like okay this is it. The second time I lost my job, you know, what was nice was there were times that I was like, oh, I'm starting to feel like I'm kind of getting combative and things. But I was I was recognizing and able to change it. I do. I did love that job. And I am and I do miss that job. But I think, like I said before, what it gave me was the the knowledge of, you know, this was a good job. I could have that again. And now I have a third job. And I'm really liking it so far. It's allowing me to be creative. It's filling these um, voids that I didn't know I had. You know, it ends up being this like really great thing. And, you know, it, it, it all wouldn't have happened if I would have just stayed being the person I was in, you know, in Q1, if you would. All my all my corporate girlies in Q1. In Q1, she was a little bit of a fucking nightmare. You know, I was trying. But, you know, and Andrew was telling me, you know, this job, it's not you know, it's not doing you good. But until I got let go, it's like I didn't. And then all this time of reflection, I'm like, oh, my God, I was absolutely becoming somebody that I'm not proud of. And that's not the way to live. OK, so let's talk about what we're bringing into next year. Let's talk about what we're working on for next year in my world. OK, number one is balancing that alone time versus the together time. Like I said, I think this year was good in that I was like, OK, I don't have to do everything, you know, but then it became, okay, but I can't do everything. And that was hard. And then it was like, okay, well, it's okay that I have to deal with the finance stuff right now. Like shit happens, okay? But then I think I got a little social anxiety and I was like, I don't want to do anything. I'm scared. I'm scared to do anything. I'm scared to spend money. I'm scared to go out. Like, you know, so I think that is going to be the challenge for next year is like, let's, let's say no when you need to say no, but let's say yes when you might need to push yourself a little bit. You know, I always seem to have a good time. Um, number two is putting myself out there more. OK, like I think it's time for her to try some new things, you know, like really embrace a little bit more of living in Campbell and, you know, going out and, and doing things and, you know, just just putting myself out there. Um, obviously, the next one is liking myself a little a little bit more, you know, I think the journey to self-love is one that we probably take our whole lives. And I think I did a really good job of the last couple years. Like, honestly, I have truly I I want to say this. There have been so many things that happened in the last couple years that I love because I talk a lot about 2019 being tough, but it's also one of my favorite years. I was in like three weddings that year and it was like some of my favorite people, you know, and and, you know, but I think I just mentally was was struggling a little bit more than I knew. And then it's been like, 2020, I started 21. I got better. 22. I got better. 23. I've got better. And like, I just it seems like I'm I'm growing. Imagine that. And so, uh, you know, the journey for self-love is, is, is difficult. And, you know, I just I think a little bit more each year I've been getting a little bit more confident. And a lot of that comes from many different things, obviously me doing the work. But like I've had these friendships. I've had these friendships through that whole time. I've had these friendships through that whole time. The times where I I felt myself that I was just like this absolute nightmare. I have the same friends. I have the same friends. Like it's crazy. And I need and I need to give them more attention in my life. That's kind of goes back to that number one thing about balancing the alone time. It's like I want I want to give them more attention and leave room to make obviously new friends, but like I, I got a lot of confidence and strength from knowing that like I'm on this journey and they're with me. They want to help. Like, let them, <laughs> you know, let them. And, uh, you know, also from from obviously the otter, I think that, you know, getting this wonderful relationship and having a partner who wants, like I said, wants to be a partner has been just astronomical, you know, and and just looking back and reflecting. I think that's been great and celebrating. We love a good celebration. We love She's so extra. We love a good celebration. You know, um, and also I think what will come with it is this next point, which is forgiving myself. You know, when I reflected back on my time in my first job, I was like, not my first job, obviously. <laughs> when I look back at being the cart girl at the Springtown Golf Course, where I was 14 years old, and that's definitely illegal, but the business is shut down, so who cares? Um, no, when I look back at the beginning of this year, I'm like, oh, I didn't like that person. And it's my job to forgive myself for that, you know? 
We're not going to get everything right the first time. We're just not. We're just not. If we did, the world would kind of be boring. We don't have any failures, really, please. But it's like, we got to fail. We got to fail up. Okay? We're failing. We're learning. We're forgiving. That's what we're trying to take into the next year. And then, of course, responsiveness is always one that I have kept on there. This is a constant goal. It's a constant goal to be more responsive. You know, text messages, phone calls, things like that. You know, I... You know, I also it's kind of goes back to the first thing. It's like, I know I need space alone, but I want to be there for the people who have been there for me a lot, you know. So anyways, those are like the things I'm working on. I also have new goals, but I'm gonna talk about that in the next episode because I feel like this one's getting chonky already. And it's like, rich, relax, like we're getting very spiritual and we love her. But basically, I have like a new twist on the champagne goals. I'm gonna talk about that next week with y'all. But, you know, I realized that this was like a very like... She had her low tone spiritual voice on for the beginning of this podcast. And, you know, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. But as tradition holds, um, what we do at the 2023 wrapped, not 2023 specifically, but the wrap podcast is we go back and revisit a couple episodes that were like just too good to be true. Like they're just so amazing. They're some of my favorite points, you know, and I tried to do specifically like podcast moments because it's hard because there's a lot of good moments this year like if I have talked about like some of my favorite things that happen you know I think getting asked to be Kim's officiant and bridesmaid was you know a top being charisma's maid of honor you know her bachelorette party her wedding was so fun um you know other things that like I'm not going to announce clear here on the podcast you know but um you know there was all these moments that were great but I'm trying to talk about like podcast moments that I thought were incredible okay so I'm going to kick it off with a recent one Okay, and that is talking about one Miss Taylor Swift. Okay, which I realize I need to put a commercial in here. So let's commercial break really quick and then I'll talk about the episode. Hi, friends. I am so excited to share that I joined the Azazi Ambassador Program. This makes the most sense. I know I talk about it all the time. I have been a bridesmaid going on 13 times. So I've had a lot of experience shopping for bridesmaids dresses and my favorite experience was with Azazi. Like I just had three dresses that I liked the style of sent to my home. I tried them on. I chatted with the bride and like we picked the dress and I'm telling you right now, I will wear these dresses again. They were so cute. I cannot recommend this more. It's so simple and easy to use, especially if you have bridesmaids like literally all over the place. This is it. But also they have really cute guest dresses. Like don't sleep on the guest dress. So amazing. You can shop the link in my bio on Instagram and on TikTok at Ashley Sleek and you get $2 off your first dress. You guys, please check this out. I'm telling you, brides, grooms, if you are shopping for dresses, like this is so helpful. I cannot recommend it more. Check it out. Link in my bio at Ashley Sleek. That's Ashley with two E's, of course. Happy shopping. Okay. In a recent episode, I talked about Taylor Swift's incredible interview I believe for times person of the year I don't know honestly I keep not doing the research but I'm gonna play a clip because it was the best the episode is called trash takes itself out every single time okay so in the celeb section I pretty much just have all these quotes from the Taylor um article like okay so van it was a vanity fair oh my god did I even write it down this time I just wrote down all the quotes because I was so excited uh Taylor Swift did this like freaking memoir okay article and there was so many good points it was so hard for me so I wrote down like a couple um quotes and I want to start with the favorite like literally my friend Chris and I have quoted this already um many times and I'm obsessed so she was talking about the feud with Kanye and Kim and honestly I have for years been saying like I love both of them like you know whatever like it's gonna be okay and honestly this when she talked about it like it hurt and I was like oh shit like I feel like I don't know if I I'm having a hard time wanting to still support Kim okay because she was like you know she basically said that it's her career was taken away from her she moved to a foreign country she you know was gone for a whole year she had trust issues and like oh my heart just like broke so much for her because this is someone who's like done nothing but supported all of us and given us like the soundtrack to our life and Like Kim, I, my feelings on Kim is that like, I felt like she was just really being manipulated by Kanye. But what's hard is that she said she's never gotten an apology. And I'm like, Kim, I feel like you know that too. And it would be nice for you just to like, say you're sorry, you know, I, I don't know, but this is the best thing that she said. Okay. 
She says, but I've also learned that there's no point in actively trying to, quote unquote, defeat your enemies. Trash takes itself out every single time. You guys, I could get that tattooed. Okay, listen, I was going to do 31 and Unemployed again because that was such a beautiful episode, truly. But I feel like we got really serious here in the beginning. And I think I just want to keep this shit light because originally what I had is me talking about the Taco Bell Cantina. So I don't even have what the episode is written down right now, um, but I'm sure it's called Trip to the Taco Bell Cantina or something like that. I'll put it in the caption in the show notes because I just, I had to pivot. 31 and Unemployed was a beautiful episode to me, but it's also a lot of what I talked about in the beginning here. And like, let's lighten the shit up, okay? So here is me talking about the Taco Bell Cantina because I think it's, the most love I've ever felt. <laughs> now that we're talking about him, let's talk about the best fucking part of um, the auto right now. And that is that he took me to the Taco Bell Cantina. I'm just kidding. That's not the best part. But like, you guys, when, um, you know, Hillary Duff said, hey, now, hey, now, this is what dreams are made of. I am convinced that she was talking about going to the Taco Bell Cantina in Pacifica. I just I have to believe that. I just have to. Because it was the most beautiful experience, like just uh. so if you don't know, the Taco Bell Cantina in Pacifica is like literally on the beach and they serve drinks. So I was sitting there. I rolled up. I got my Crunchwrap Supreme, no lettuce or tomatoes. I got my beefy five layer burrito, no beans. I got a berry freeze with rum and I sat out there on the beach with my mans and looked at the water and there were dogs out there. It was just like genuinely the best day. And I've been talking about this a few times that ever since I got laid off, I've been wanting to go see ocean. And I know that's like some California fucking bullshit. And I hear you. But when I was living in Sonoma County and bad things would happen, I would drive out to Bodega Bay and it was just so peaceful and I loved it. So, you know, um, it was just it was such the vibe. And um, I, I really needed that. I really needed to see the ocean. So seeing the ocean with the otter, with a Crunchwrap Supreme, and a rum cocktail was just everything. And then when we were leaving, he's like, do you want ice cream? It's like, obviously. And the closest ice cream place was Cold Stone. So I literally got my favorite fucking foods. This is such a foodie episode, but like in the worst way. Like if you're an actual foodie, this is like the worst episode of the podcast you've ever listened to in your life. But if you're an Ashley foodie, you're like, fuck yeah. It was, oh my God, it was everything. It was everything. I had Cold Stone. I had cake batter batter baby. And then we drove home and it was, it was just such the perfect fucking day. Last, but certainly not least on, I'm sorry, what, uh, what had to be, had to be this extremely embarrassing story with the otter, which you know what? Here's the thing. There are many things I could say about, about the otter and I this year truly he has been my favorite part of the year, you know, which is not a surprise. If you listen to this podcast, you're like, yeah, you are a simp. And I was like, I am. I'm simping and I'm OK with that. But I think the moment that I knew or at least I hoped that, you know, uh, it was going to work out that I was like, this ha- this has to be the guy for me is a lovely story uh, in the episode. I will not apologize for the jello shot. Bachelorette, bravo and big time embarrassment. It's it's Wednesday, okay? And I went out to have lunch with my dad. And I thought I was having a safe meal of one of my favorite five-year-old meals, which was mini corn dogs and tater tots. Well, this restaurant decided they wanted to be fancy with their corn dogs. So they were like, you know, they had things on them. I don't know. But anyways, these corn dogs betrayed me. And I will never forgive them for what happened to me. So basically, in between in between the time that I was off work and had therapy... I went to the bathroom and I'm not going to lie to you guys. I took a very big shit, like a very big shit. And then I went, I had to, I was literally in there for so long. And then I was like, oh my God, I have to go to therapy. So I cut that shit off. I flush. It doesn't look like it's going down, but I have to go see Andrew. I don't have time for this. So I go to therapy. So at the time, all I knew was that the otter was supposed to arrive some point when I was done with therapy. I was just like, maybe come early because, you know, we have to, um, you know, we have to get up early the next day. 
but we never really set a time. So I'm just thinking when I'm done with therapy, this boy could be at my door. And so I get done. I call him. Um, he had called me during therapy. I, you know, so I tried to call him back. He didn't answer. I call my mom. I'm like, mom, what am I going to do? This, this boy is on his way over and I clog the fucking toilet. And she's like, do you have a wire hanger? And I'm just looking so sad at my nice pink velvet gold hangers. I'm like, am I going to have to shove this into my toilet? And then he calls me. I'm like, OK, hold on. So I switch over. He's like, I'm so sorry. There's like an accident. There's all this traffic. I'm not going to be there for an hour. I'm like, oh, my God, thank God. So I stay on the phone with him and I run to Target to get a plunger. So I'm in Target. I'm getting a plunger. And then I'm like, you know what? I did really want a different makeup bag. So I like look around because I'm like, I have time. I have time. I go around. I get a makeup bag. OK. I'm still on the phone with him. I'm talking to him. I'm like so stressed out right now, but I'm keeping it cool on the phone. And then while I'm on the phone with him, I pop up in my trunk. I put my plunger in there and I drop my keys in and I shut the trunk and I just hear beep beep. I'm like, oh my fucking God. I locked my keys in the trunk. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I have to go. I got to call AAA. I just locked my fucking keys in my trunk. So then I call, I like call my dad. I'm like, I need the AAA number, whatever he calls. He sends it over and I, you know, called AAA, whatever. And they're like, it's going to be 89 minutes. And I was like, why does God hate me? And so then, you know, I'm like panicked, whatever. I'm just trying to breathe. I'm trying to like calm down and call him back without crying. Because like I said, once we open that gate. So I finally call him like, I'm so sorry. I don't know if by the time like you get here, like I might still be at Target, but I'm hoping not. And he's like, okay, like you're totally fine. I'm like, okay, great. He's because I haven't told him. I haven't told him about the little fucking nasty monster that's living in my toilet. So then I'm like, I, a AAA calls me. They're like, it's going to be 15 minutes. I'm like, sweet fucking God. Thank you. So then, um, you know, I, <laughs> the, the guy comes and he's like, okay. And I said, the keys are locked to the trunk. He's like, okay, well, I can't get into the trunk. I can only get into the front, into the front seat, but it's okay. Cause you know, usually the trunk thing is in there. So he gets into my front seat, pops open the window and then I try to open the trunk and apparently it, it won't it won't pop open. And he's like, OK, well, we'll pull the seats down in the back seat and then, you know, like then you can crawl back there. Yeah. The problem with that is, is that the lever for to, so to put my back seats down, you have to pull the lever that's in the fucking trunk. So now we can't like we're I managed to crawl around and open the back seat door but now we cannot get into the trunk still. So this AAA guy has to unscrew my seat so I can crawl into the back seat, find my keys, hidden under the plunger. I did get a cute one. Looks very modern. But anyways, crawl under the plunger, get my keys. I'm like in the car. I'm like, hey, please, please tell me he's not here yet. I call him. He's like, hey, I'm, I just pulled up to your house, like apart, apartment. Let's like be calm, Ashley. You don't own a home. Um, <clears throat> so... Maybe if I owned a, pl- a home, I would have owned a fucking plunger. By the way, how do I have Crohn's disease and I don't own a fucking plunger? Anyways, I digress. So I'm on the phone with him and he's like, I'm already there. I'm like, OK, I just then if you're already there, I just I have to come clean. I have to tell you the truth. And he's like, what? I'm like, OK, so um, I had lunch with my dad and I got really sick. Whatever I ate didn't eat right with me. And um. I clogged my toilet and I didn't have a plunger. And so I ran to Target and, you know, I had to get one and I locked my keys in my car and I was hoping I could unplug my toilet before you got there. But now I can't. And and you're just going to get there. and I'm going to have to like plunge my toilet. And he's like, "Okay," And I'm like, no, not okay." He's like, no, it's okay." He's like, listen, like you're fine. Like I've unclogged many toilets. I'm like, well, you're not unclogging. I am. He's like, I know. But like everybody poops like you're fine. I'm like, how are you being so cool about this? I'm like, you can literally turn around, like I'll Uber to the airport. Like, please. He's like, oh my God, no, you're fine. So he gets there and I'm like plunging the toilet, you know, and I'm like oh, fucking horrified. I'm like plunging, plunging away. And then, you know, um, it's not working. So I'm like plunging and flushing and it's not working. So then I just like come out. He gives me a really big hug and he's like, you're okay. Like, just calm down. He's like, you don't need to freak out about this. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm freaking. He's like, I know, but I need you to stop. I'm like, I'm just so sorry. He's like, please stop apologizing. This is not a big of a deal as it's going on your head. So then every like cup, like every like hour, like 30 minutes, I go and I plunge, I'm like plunging away. And then it's still not working. And I'm like, OK, I'm like, it's just it's getting better, but it's not working. And finally, he's like, Ashley, I, I have to pee. I'm like, no, you don't. I'm like, no, you can't pee in there. And I'm like, just close your eyes. Like, I'll clean up your pee. I don't care. He's like, no, I'm going to pee in there. I'm going to plunge your toilet for you. And I'm like, no, 
He's like, I have plunged many toilets. I'm going to plunge it for you. I'm like, I will fucking jump out of a window. Like, do not do that. <clears throat> so there I am sitting in bed and, you know, I just hear him plunging away at my toilet. And then he comes out and he's like, I did it. I I like you're you can you can pee in there. Like you could probably poop in there. Like it's fine. And I'm like, you just unclogged my toilet. And then I was like, you're never going to talk. Like, I know, I just know this is over. I'm like, this was such a good run. Like, you know, what a journey. I'm so glad I met this guy. But there, it's over. And then he crawls into bed with me and he's like, are you still freaking out? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, no, you're fine. He talks me off a ledge. He, we like just talk and talk. And he's like telling me stories and just like rubbing my head. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And then like, you know, and he's still around. He this man unclogged my toilet. It was the biggest poop. He had to see my poop. You guys, he saw my turds. He saw my turds in the toilet. He plunged my toilet for me and he's still around. He's coming over tomorrow. I did not lose this man to my toilet plunging. Oh, my gosh. I just love that episode so much. By the way, the other big thing was like getting to go to Gabby's bachelorette party, like the reunion to New Orleans, but also another honorable mention from that episode is finding out about Scandaval at a Bravo themed bachelorette party. Like, I don't know if I truly could peak more than I did in that moment. Honestly, honestly. Okay, so let's get into the three top moments from I'm Sorry What Weddings. Obviously, launching weddings was huge. It's been a podcast that I've talked about so many times and just like have not made like come to fruition. And obviously I launched it. It was really fun. And I'm taking a break because I want to give it a relaunch. I feel like I gave it a little teaser just to see if people were interested. It wasn't, I I say this, like I had this marketing strategy and I absolutely did not. I launched it thinking I was going to launch it, but you know, then just with all the unemployment and the moving around and I just wasn't doing it the way I wanted to. So it is one of my goals for next year to relaunch and, and you know, give it a a little bit of a new name, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. So let's talk about it. So the the first one is obviously with my first guest on I'm Sorry What Weddings. Let's get a clip from me having George on the podcast. Okay. My I'm Sorry What moment for weddings is I'm Sorry What, but if you can afford to get married on a Saturday, then do not have a wedding or just don't invite me because I don't want to go to a wedding on a Friday and I definitely do not want to go to a wedding on a Sunday. It's like, just go to the courthouse or just have like a little thing in your backyard, like keep it small and intimate. But I don't want to be there on a Sunday or a Friday. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to go to work and then after work rush to a wedding and nobody wants to go to a wedding and then have to go to bed at 10 a.m. 10 p.m. to wake up to go to work the next day. Nobody wants to do that. It is. An That's extra... why I had my wedding on a Saturday, and it was a three day event because all my my all the people in my party got to stay Friday to Sunday, Which and is the best. that's how people should do it. Do I'm if you get married on Sunday, I'm not coming. I'm just telling you that right now. I'm not gonna show up. <laughs> RSVP no. George is looking right at me too because he's like, listen. Listen, if you do this, I'm not going. No, I get it. You want to save money, but it's not worth it. I think for me, I'm going to stay quiet on the subject because I have been to Friday and Saturday or Sunday weddings and I have liked them. And but I I see where you're coming from. But, you know, I think I'm just going to, you know, I I don't mind it. So but I get where you're coming from. Another one of my favorite moments from 2023 was obviously my cousin getting engaged. She And her fiance, Kevin, Danielle and Kevin have been stars on the podcast, honestly. Like, you know, they get brought up a bunch. Um, You know, they're super responsible for a lot of the, the, uh, you know, high points of my 23. I really got to spend a lot of time with them, a lot of time with Danielle, a lot of time with Danielle's friends who are becoming my friends. Like, it was just such a good year with throwing the shower and all this fun stuff, you know, uh, and I loved. And so I also got to have Danielle on the podcast to talk about weddings and all this fun stuff so you know as a fellow bumble success story i mean obviously she's got a diamond so she's succeeding a bit more than me uh (laughs) either way i love her and i love kevin and it was so great to get to talk about you know their story here on the podcast it was in june when kevin proposed Mm -hmm. and 
earlier that week, I, you know, we check out the crumble <laughs> cookie. Big crumble people yeah. over here. You know, yeah, yeah we're, we're crumble cookie girlies and Holla. girlies and boys. Um, so, you know, I'm always like, oh, Kev, like, I wonder what crumble cookies they have this week. Yeah. So one of the cookie flavors is my personal favorite. Right. It's the Reese's cookie, cookie, peanut butter cookie with like chocolate and Reese's on top. Yeah. Or chocolate or peanut butter on top. It, delicious. Anyway, I only, I only had it one time, but yeah. I was like, it's instantly my favorite. Right. Right. So I saw they were having that cookie. And so I said to him, it was probably like, Monday. I was like, oh my gosh, we have to go to Crumble sometime this week and yeah. get that cookie. Yeah. And my one request for when we were going to get engaged, I just said, can you let me know so I can have like some fresh nails? You Respect. Know? And so um, I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday. And he said, you should have your nails done by Thursday. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, Okay, well, you know, then then I started thinking, like, well, when could this be happening? So I'm like, well, Thursday's his mom's birthday, and we have dinner plans, and I can't see him proposing at his mom's birthday dinner. Yeah, although she would love that. She would have loved that. She would love that. I don't think that's the vibe. Yeah. So then I'm like, we had plans Friday night to go to San Francisco to visit some friends, and I'm like, I can't see him really doing it there. Right. Saturday, he told me at a football clinic. Sunday's Father's Day. So I'm like sitting here, I'm like, you're saying Thursday, but like. When is this happening? Right, you know? right. And so then I kind of start like trying to ask questions, and he's yeah. like, "Okay, again, you told me tell me tell you when to have your nails done, and I'm giving you a date. Do with that information what you like. We respect that. We stand, Kevin. Yeah. So Thursday rolls around. I leave work late. I have to go pick up part of his mom's birthday gift. I'm picking up dinner to bring over to the family. So I didn't get my nails done. Yeah. So he calls me and he's like, how was your nail appointment? I said, yeah, I didn't have time to go. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I I didn't have time today. Yeah. And he's like, okay, again, you're like asking me. So then I'm like, could it be at his mom's birthday dinner? Yeah. So I'm sitting there eating my chicken Parmesan, just like on the edge of my seat. Like I have crusty nails. I'm eating chicken parm. I have to be careful. There's marinara sauce. Is he proposing? There's marinara sauce. Um, he did not propose. So then <laughs> the next day I was supposed to have off of work. So I was like, I'll go get my nails done in the morning. Right. We had plans to see some friends that were in town. Um, I ended up having to go to work. I ended up being at work way longer than I had wanted. Right. And so I sent him a text and I'm all flustered. And I'm like, so like, do you think you're proposing today? Because like, I'm at work still. We have to leave, leave soon to go to San Francisco. Like, what What should I do? And he's like, again, you asked me to give you a date <laughs> and I did that. Like, do without what you want. And um, so then my boss is like handing me all this stuff to do. I need you to put this in and blah, 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 blah. And I look at him and I said, I'm so sorry. Um, can I work on this over the weekend? Because I'm pretty sure I'm getting engaged this weekend I think Kevin's proposing and so I need to go get my nails done and he's like why did you say something get out of here go get your nails done so I was very lucky that my boss was like yeah yeah absolutely get the heck out of here so I go get my nails done but I'm like flustered I feel like we're behind schedule right I have all this work stuff my big clunky water bottle we stand the Stanley yeah and so I'm like at the front door and I can't open the door so I'm just like banging the door with my laptop, hoping Kevin's downstairs and can like hear me. Yeah. And he does. And he comes like running over and he opens the door and he's like, you know, all excited. Hi, like, how was your day? And I'm like, I'm like all grumpy. Yeah. I turn the corner and I see a crumble box. You're like mood change. <laughs> literally, I'm like tossing all my work stuff to the side. Yeah. I go, I wash my hands and I'm like, oh my gosh, you remembered I wanted the crumble cookie. And I go and I open the box and there are no cookies. There's just a ring box. And I literally was like, oh, my God. And I, like, <laughs> closed the box. <laughs> and uh, I open the box again. And Kevin comes in the kitchen. He grabs the ring box. He gets on a knee. And he proposes. Um, and so, obviously, I say yes. Ooh, I, see, ooh. I see my pretty ring sitting in the box. Perfect. Puts it on the finger. Give um, a little shout out to the camera. A little shout out to the camera. Yeah. Holla. Look at that. <laughs> um, and so... Then we're standing in the kitchen, like, hugging. I'm jumping up and down. I'm, like, so excited. Honestly, I wasn't even thinking about the crumble cookies. But Kevin goes, oh, don't worry. And he opens up the microwave. And he's like, I did actually get the crumble cookie. I mean, it was, I'm sure, everybody's. But I remember when I FaceTimed you after I was, like, she, she sent me a picture. And I just, like, look at my watch. And I'm like, ring, ring. Oh, my God, ring. Because I was like, oh, shit. Like, 
I was like, wait, is this from Kevin? Like, did he actually show me the ring? And I was like, wait, that's her hand. Like, yes. oh my God. Yeah. So then I call and then I was like, wait, what about the cookies? And Kevin's just in the background. He just like opens the microwave and like points like in and there's like, yeah. Last again, and most certainly again, not least, was having my dad on the podcast. I feel like when I, I this is my second time having my dad on. Is my second or my third? I think it's a second. Now I'm like double guess double guessing, second guessing, whatever the term is. Uh, But having him on weddings was so fun. I mean, my dad has also been, you know, a groomsman. He's been a best man. He's been an officiant. You know, one of the stories I told on the podcast, which, you know, a lot of people know is that my dad officiated a wedding for someone that I went to high school and college for. Shout out to Aaron and Jake. And then I officiated a wedding for someone that I also went to high school and college with. Shout out to Kenzie and Aaron. And uh, so a lot of similar people were at these weddings is what I'm getting at. And so at Kenzie's, you know, um, a couple cocktails in, I, I decided to ask people like, okay, but who's was better? You know, like who's was better? Who, like John or Ashley, John or Ashley, you know? Um, no one wanted to give me an answer, uh, but it's fine. No, I'm just kidding. I know I know that, that my dad gave Aaron the, the wedding that, you know, was so perfect and fitting for her and Jake. And I know that I gave Kenzie and Aaron, a, you know, what what they what what was a great wedding um, for them. So, you know, no real competition there, but it is just funny to joke about. So anyways, I got to have him on the podcast and it was such a good time and definitely one of my favorite moments of 2023. What what exactly do you think I'm going to be like as a bride? Oh, you're a bridezilla, man. No, <laughs> <laughs> betrayed. <laughs> Absolutely betrayed. George said I wasn't going to be. All right. Play your case. Play your case. Let's hear it. I was was cracking up when I was listening to your first show and you're going through that whole thing about Bridezilla. You be you. And I'm thinking, oh my God, she's talking to herself right now. She's saying, I know the people will be upset with me, but it's me being me and I'm going to be. No, I, I, (laughs) I just thought that'd be kind of fancy. Let's see. I think it's going to be expensive this is why i won't get married for a long time because i have to pay off the the small car that i purchased for these other weddings in order for me to pay for the wedding of my dreams which yeah i agree it will be expensive the other thing that comes to my mind when you talk about it is i can't wait to see the list of guests (laughs) yeah and and then the the venue will only hold so many people, actually. You gotta make a decision. No. And it's like, well, we're gonna add a floor or something. We're gonna knock a wall <laughs> down. <laughs> okay, everyone, thank you so much for joining me for the wrapped episode of I'm Sorry What. You know, I think it's easy every year people say this was like the hardest year of my life. And I think every year that both things are true. I think that it's the hardest and the best. You know, I think that. It's really easy for things to be difficult and it's, you know, a little bit harder for things to be happy, honestly, which is kind of fucked, like when you think about it. But (laughs) what I have loved so much was learning and growing and sharing all this with you all. So, you know, I really appreciate it. I'm I'm looking forward to 2024. I really am. Two weddings that um, you know, I get to participate in, you know, more than I'm attending. And I, I just, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a really great year. I'm excited to see the growth and the change and, you know, manifesting that I hopefully don't have another year where I have the craziest taxes in the whole world and have three different jobs. Like let's, you know, not putting that shit into the universe, but, uh, you know, I think that you all are amazing and you're beautiful and you're perfect. And thank you so much for listening and spending this, uh, new year with me. And I will talk to y'all next week. Okay. Bye.